Dave. It is Breakdown the Podcast, heard on all the platforms. He has built an incredible machine over these years, worked his rear end off to get it there. Merry Christmas in the future here. Happy New Year's, all that good stuff for you, Dave. What's the feeling right now in Gatorland where it feels to me the Texas safety flipped, which I guess was expected? Yeah, Bill, it was uh, it was expected. Um, making sure you got me clear. I'm actually I'm actually coming through you through, through the podcast board since we're doing Zoom. Clean, so, uh, I might nice even, and clean. Yeah, it might even sound better there. But um, good. I'm glad you got me. But yeah, uh, it's it's kind of been a roller coaster, Bill, for the Gator fans the last few days. Um, but going to your and it is the main topic, of course, is uh, one of the top safeties in the country, one of the top defenders in Florida Gators 2024 class. Xavier Filsimi flipped to Texas yesterday, and you know you, we, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks and how likely it was that this was going to happen. Uh, and yeah, it, it happened right here on this Monday. I wasn't sure he, he's coming off an official visit to Texas. Of course, Florida had some in-home visits last week as well to maybe try and keep the steam that was uh, rising for this one, uh, try to keep it down a bit. But in the end, I uh, was not able to, to to keep him in the class. So, and Bill, so, you know, of course, I think a couple of ways to look at it is, you know, one of the dangers of going five and seven uh, and recruiting out of state, you know, a lot of, a lot of Florida's top guys in this class are out of state. And of course, when you have the record and have the performances Florida had this past year, all, all those in-state schools and I mean, other schools as well are just going to kind of maybe start chipping away, and that's exactly what Texas did. They didn't let up, and you know they came in kind of late, but then Florida's defensive back change uh, with Corey Raymond maybe played a little factor here as well where some familiarity at Florida went away uh, it, for, for, for Filsimi. So kind of just opened the door for Texas, and uh, Florida ends up losing one of the, the, the top pieces of this class, Bill. And it's been a storyline that, you know, even we followed before the season when Florida had this big summer run and was up to number three in the recruiting services. So, right, what, what would the season hold for Florida, and how would that affect uh, the recruiting class? And I think we've seen uh, throughout the last couple of uh, months now that uh, it certainly had an effect on Florida's class and being able now to maybe even hang on for a top ten class. Joe down in Boca wants to know, will Billy Napier soon hire an offensive coordinator and or special teams? Um, special teams, Bill, I, I think it will be different. I don't know if it will be a coordinator per se uh, that is just one guy over the special teams on game days. Um, I know people want to see that just because of some of the mistakes that Florida has, has made on special teams the last couple of years, but I do think it will be reimagined. I'm still not sure if it's just one special teams guy. I mean, um, there's a lot of teams out there that don't have a special teams coordinator. And that doesn't mean Florida should she, should be one of those, but given the issues that we've seen. Uh, but a lot of teams split duties on game days between special teams. So I don't think it would just be doing the same thing they've been doing. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure it's just one guy. And as far as offensive coordinator goes, Bill, I, I go back and forth. And, and this is a lot of what I'm hearing as well. I do think something would change along the offense, kind of going maybe along the same way here. Uh, Willie Korn's name has come up, the Liberty offensive coordinator there with Jamie Chadwell uh, from um, Coastal Carolina as well the last couple of years. Uh, his name's come up. He has the familiarity with Napier at Clemson. Uh, his name has come up a, a little bit the last couple of weeks, uh, started gaining some steam again. We'll we'll see if there's anything there. Liberty's got, their, uh, of course, their big bowl game coming up, and um, maybe something happens after that, but um, I think uh, that's kind of the the name to look out for. Maybe why it hasn't happened yet. 
with their their their, their bowl game coming up, and Billy Napier just kind of waiting. Um, but at, at the same time, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know because I mean that's Jamie Chadwell's offense, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it, we. We hear about assistants all the time is, you know, can they be successful when they go somewhere else? And um, if, if somebody like Corn is the guy, you know, would it be him coming in purely taking over play calling duties, which I'm sure would be a step up for him uh, to get out under uh, Chadwell, maybe prove himself a bit uh, in, in that regard. Uh, but that's uh, kind of the hot name if, if we want to go along with some offensive staff changes um, for Florida Bill, what that probably means is getting rid of the two offensive line coach approach, uh, and one of those guys having to go. So uh, a lot of you know maneuvering of the staff if they bring in another offensive assistant. Sam in Pensacola, ask Gator Dave about Joey Slackman, and you've talked about him on the show before. But anything new, defensive lineman. Yeah, Bill. I mean, uh, he came into the class on Sunday. Uh, was a big, big pickup there for the Gators. Uh, he ended up last week, Bill, winning Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year. So, uh, big pickup for the Gators. I mean, a big position to need there. He's going to kind of be that big body defensive end, maybe slide in the tackle a bit when he needs to. Uh, but getting an instant impact guy that they can really play up front now. Uh, and, you know, losing Prince, he's not the same kind of player, but losing Prince of Human McGellan uh, and him transferring to Ole Miss last week. You know, Florida needs some help up front uh, along uh, the, the defensive line. And we'll see if they go transfer portal route for maybe an edge player or just rely on some of the young guys that they had last year. But this gives them a guy on the opposite side of that edge rusher that, you know, should be able to bring some pressure, maybe filter some of that pressure uh, or filter a quarterback towards some of that pressure for an edge rusher to to maybe gain in some sacks there. So it was a big-time pickup there for, for, for the Gators on Sunday, Bill. And that was their second pickup through the transfer portal on Sunday to get all this started. Uh, Florida had another one yesterday in, in TriQuest Bridges from, from Oregon, but also got an offensive lineman out of San Diego State. Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon played a lot of snaps over the last few years, played both tackle spots, gives them some position versatility. So you could tell early, Bill, in this transfer portal, Florida's really, really trying to hit the trenches uh, and, and get some help on offensive line and defensive line. Joey Slackman is this year's Braden Fisk. That's what I see in him. He's an interior defensive lineman that's strong. He's a he's a he's a very difficult guy on the block, and he's got some athleticism. I think that will be an impact guy. I really do. Yeah, Bill, I I, I completely agree with you. That was the first name I, I I thought of too. You know, coming from a lower tier and maybe yeah, okay, having to prove himself. Sure. Uh, but you know, it's um absolutely that kind of of player. Um. He was a former wrestler. Like he wasn't even playing football, uh, and then a couple of seasons ago, decides he's going to play football, and then ends up <laughs> here, you know, yes, six dude. foot four, three hundred pounds. And uh, in the end, Bill, I think it was between Florida and North Carolina. Uh, I know uh, the the visit to Michigan. I'm not sure it ever happened, but he was looking to go somewhere too with with high academic standards. So Florida, Michigan, North Carolina uh, were the schools that were uh, you know kind of rumored to be there at the end, but it seemed like it was a Florida North Carolina battle late. Florida wins out on Sunday. Several years I've wondered about this, and I've never asked. Is it Prince Lee or Prince, well, Uman Mielin? Yeah, it's Prince Lee, Uman Mielin. Okay. Because I was, I was looking around because I was watching Ole Miss, and one of them had Prince well, and I couldn't – I didn't know yeah. where that came well, from. He does. He does have brothers that play. So okay, there you go. That's uh, that's where that comes from as well. Um, so yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's got some brothers out there too, and they all kind of have the same similar name. 
Now, what just just almost Evie's going to be with us top of the eye, but what kind of player is almost getting there? Uh, Bill, if I, for I, I, I think he got criticized a bit too much uh, from 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 the Florida side this year, and um, I, I, I kind of going to the point I just made about Slightman. He didn't have any help on the other side of him, uh, and that, they they really were counting on Justice Boone uh, to be that big bodied strong side defensive end uh, that could create pressure from a from from a down lineman. Princely was your stand-up edge rusher guy. And, you know, he didn't – it was pretty much all him. If Florida wanted to get pressure from the outside, it was either him or nobody else. Uh, so I think teams could scheme around him a bit as well just to kind of uh, – you know, we, we saw it especially toward the second half of the season. Teams would start rolling out away from him, uh, not give him that chance. Well, okay, if they would have had some help on the other side, like I said, you filter some pressure back to him, uh, and he probably breaks up even more. So, I mean, he could – stand to get better in some of the run support and, and run part of the defense. But as a pure pass rusher, uh, I, I like what he was bringing to the table. I would have loved for him to, to stick it out for Florida with another year. Uh, but they're, uh, for I think Ole Miss is getting a pretty good player. Uh, and we see what they're doing in the transfer portal. We see who they might be still getting in the transfer portal on the defensive line. Princeton might be part of a really, really good defensive line next year if the, you know, the Walter Nolan rumors are true there uh, for Ole Miss as well. What else and how aggressive is Florida the rest of the way in the portal? Um, I think Bill, a uh, wide receiver, uh, and this is a former Grand Merch teammate there at Wisconsin, Kimray DK, uh, is a wide receiver there, uh, put up a, a pretty good stats a couple of years ago, was not a good fit for Luke Fickle in the offense that they brought in, so uh, he, he hit the transfer portal. Uh, so that's a, the name I, I think to look out for. Secondary is, is, is another position. Um, that they just got, um, like I said, Triquest Bridges from Oregon yesterday. Uh, he played cornerback the last couple of years for Oregon, but he's going to play safety for Florida. And he says that's his more natural position. He wants to play safety. Florida's going to let him play safety. So uh, they're getting some help there. I think uh, that they still want to add uh, some in the secondary. Maybe, and I'll go back to receiver, maybe two more, maybe maybe two receivers, uh, but besides DK as well, uh, to, to give Florida two. So, uh, and I still think, Bill, offensive line, one more time. I know you just got one. Uh, that I mentioned, but uh, offensive line I think could be another uh, a place Florida could hit. So trenches uh, still. And I mentioned edge rusher. I still think you know with Princely gone, without having to rely. I, I like what we saw from the young players last year, Bill. Somebody like T.J. Searcy, but I do think if you can get an established edge rusher to put on this defense and you know turn this defense around, it, it's got to be turned around fast. I do think an experienced edge rusher could play dividends as well. Gator Dave Gators breakdown. Gator Dave, most of you know, but if you don't, he's in the TV business. He works at news4jacks.com. By the way, Dave, which affiliate is that? Uh, we don't have an affiliate, Bill. We're uh, one of the yeah most successful independent stations in the country. We've had independent stations fly in from all around the country. It's like, how do you guys do it? And um, <laughs> we... Now the, the the fortunate part was we were one of the top CBS affiliates in the country uh, when or, you know for the longest time and in 2003 uh, they decided to go independent. We were part of Post Newsweek stations, but now uh, Graham Graham Media uh, is the is the is the umbrella. But as far as a network, we're not we're not tied to any of them, Bill, and uh, still number one station in the city. That's fantastic. My question is, you being in the TV business and Carson Beck. Recent news, he's mm -hmm. coming back. When's the first time going up there, that kid, you heard about him? Oh, let's see. This would have been 
I can't remember the exact year, Bill. It would have been 2018 or 2019. Um, working for the station, we, you know, we, we, during those years, we would kick off the high school football season. We would televise games. Uh, and one of the first games we televised that one, 18 or 19 was a, was Mandarin. And he was the quarterback here for Mandarin. And Hey, look, I mean, I, I live about five minutes from that school as well, Bill. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but he was of, of course the name that was getting hyped up. And first of all, too, not just besides that, uh, Florida was interested in him and, you know, Dan Muller was head coach and it was going to be between Carson Becker, Anthony Richardson. Uh, as the way you know Dan Mullen was was going to recruit that quarterback class, so um, kind of heard about him early uh, early on, but really just to get to even know him a bit and talk to him a little bit and be around him, going to practices and uh, before you know, preseason practices, all that good stuff. Where was about eighteen or nineteen, uh, and yeah, I, I could tell and probably some local bias here as well. But I was like, okay, that, that kid, that kid's going to be pretty good. Uh, and uh, I, th- I think he exceeded expectations last year. Um, yeah. I-, I think, of course, uh, at Georgia being able to take over for Stetson Bennett, I think he played really, really well. It, it never looked too big for him. Uh, I think that was the biggest part for me, Bill. Him taking those first snaps as a starting quarterback, and there, the, the situation, none of the situations ever looked too big for him. He had to make plays, too. I mean, he wasn't just a facilitator. He had yeah. to make plays and fix things on the fly, which he did. And, and and you know, let's not forget too is the time they were going through a coordinator change. You know, at, at the same right. time, Bobo coming back in as as the offensive coordinator. So uh, him coming back gives him a second year. We, 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 I mean, they didn't change a whole lot of the offense, but uh, still a big change with your OC changing and your quarterback changing, and uh, that Georgia offense, you know, still uh, was able to kind of hum along pretty good. Gator Dave Gators breakdown with us the eve of signing day, Dave. Don't know about you, you're younger than me, but this December signing period, and we're not in the first couple of years, but it's relatively big picture new, is not nearly exciting as I remember February 3rd or whatever the first Wednesday was in February. It's not, Bill. I mean, you know, we're we're still in bowl season, you know, get games are still being played, you know, it, it gave us something in February after the season, we kind of you know, had somewhat of a college football lull in January. You still had visits and all that kind of stuff happening, but you know, you right. had some time to maybe catch your breath a little bit. <laughs> now it's in the season, roll right into visits and bowl game prep and college football playoff and sign. I mean, to me, it, it's too much jam packed into December. And look, we we all still pay attention to it because of just what we do and the, the fans we are. But I do think that February signing day just gave us a little bit of off season. Uh, topics here. Transfer Portal's kind of done that as well, but Bill, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I prefer the February uh, signing day, and I, I know the coaches <laughs> do as well. They don't, they don't like this. I don't know if it will ever change. Uh, go back. Uh, um, uh, they, they love for the calendar change. I think it is, like I said, December is becoming way, way, way too much uh, for, for, for coaches out there, and something's got to change. I don't know if it will. Uh, I don't know if you can put the genie back in the bottle for all of you know, NIL and Portal and the way the recruiting calendar is right now, but certainly um, I, I'd love for it to go back to February or, or, or something of the like uh, as well. Dennis Breakdown. See you next week, sir. See you, Bill.